Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on here? The resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are called. Is. It's in my hand. Oh! Fan effect. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. All right, this morning, a history for the Marvel Universe Shang-Chi becomes the first ever Asian Avenger. Joining us to break down if it's worth the watch this holiday weekend, Andy Farnsworth of KSL News Radio and KSL's Fan Effect Podcast. Yeah, I mean, are they rings? Or are they or are they bracelets? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the Legend of the Ten Bracelets just doesn't have the it same have ring the same. to it. I see what he did there. All right, lots of choices this Labor Day weekend. The biggest of all, though, will be no doubt that latest entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Simu Liu stars as Sean, a guy who works as a parking valet in San Francisco with his best friend. Katie, who's played by Aquafina. One day while Sean's riding the bus, he's suddenly attacked by some ninja-type guys and a guy with a sword for a hand who wants to steal a necklace his mother gave him. When Katie sees Sean's previously unknown yet obviously massive talent for martial arts as he artfully thrashes them, she realizes there's more to her friend than she knew. Sean is actually named Shang-Chi, and the attack sets in motion events that will bring Shang-Chi face-to-face with his family and the past he thought he'd escaped. Now, as someone who's been a comic book reader since I was a kid, it was a refreshing to me to see a story where everything was new as a martial arts movie fan. It was great to see the action done with artistry, ferocity, and precision. Shang-Chi first appeared in Marvel Comics in the 1970s. However, you do not need to know any background story from the comics to be able to follow what happens in the movie. Personally, I thought Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was beautiful and exciting. I think most audiences will like it. It's rated PG-13 and playing exclusively in theaters. Now, another viewing option you have starting today is based on true events and deals with the aftermath of the 9-11 attacks. The movie Worth, now out on Netflix, is about a man, the man who was appointed by the Attorney General to oversee the September 11th Victim Compensation Fund. Following the attacks in 2001, Congress created the fund to help out families of the victims while also hopefully preventing lawsuits they feared would decimate the American economy. Kenneth Feinberg, played by Michael Keaton and his firm, are assigned to figure out a way to decide how much each victim's life was worth, hence the title of the movie. Making it more complicated for Feinberg is Charles Wolfe, played by Stanley Tucci. Wolfe's wife died at the World Trade Center, and he is not a fan of the formula that Feinberg and his firm have come up with. I was fascinated by the questions both ethical and practical that this movie raised. Are some lives worth more than others? Families of janitors and CEOs who died both missed their loved one, but should they receive the same compensation? 
And that doesn't even account for the claimants from unusual circumstances, which there were many. I think Worth is a powerful story of grief, empathy, and the power of human connection, made even more compelling because it isn't just a hypothetical argument. It really happened. It's rated PG-13, and it's only on Netflix. Now, on a much lighter note and more musical note, eh, families have the option to check out a new version of Cinderella starring singer Camila Cabello. I knew I was going to say <laughs> it's a modern take on the classic fairy tale, and I cannot emphasize enough the word modern. While the costumes and setting are fantasy-themed, both the music and the story are very rooted in today's world and told from a female point of view. Ella doesn't want to be trapped in a basement serving her stepmother and stepsisters or be a trophy princess wife. She wants to have her own business, designing dresses. The king, Pierce Brosnan, is insecure and doesn't listen to his wife, Minnie Driver, or anybody else. The prince is kind of a goof-off, but his sister has all the great ideas to solve the kingdom's problems. But because she's not the prince, no one cares. So if you can get past the fact that it's not your old-school Cinderella tale, it's actually pretty fun and silly at times, with a great soundtrack featuring a bunch of recognized songs adapted for this movie. This is Camila Cabello's first movie, and she's actually pretty good. There are also lots of recognizable faces in the cast, in addition to those I mentioned, like Edina Menzel as the cruel stepmother, James Corden as a mouse, and uh, Billy Porter as Fab G, the fabulous stepmother, <laughs> or, or uh, godmother, that's what it is. Cinderella is rated PG and is playing both in theaters and streaming free for Amazon Prime members. Finally, I also wanted to tell you about a hilarious new series on Hulu called Only Murders in the Building. It's a comedy-slash-drama that follows three residents, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, who all live in the same posh apartment building in New York City and are huge fans of true crime podcasts. So when someone is murdered in their building, the three decide to investigate the murder themselves and do their own podcast in real time as they go. It took me much of the first episode to finally get the feel for what kind of show it is and the comedy style that the writers were going for. It's very deadpan, but it became very funny very quickly once I settled into the show's rhythm. The first three half-hour episodes of Only Murders in the Building are available now on Hulu with each new episode drop or with a new episode dropping each week. This is not a family show though. Rated TVMA for language and, you know, murder. If you'd like more details on this show or any of the movies I just talked about, head on over to KSLTV.com where I've posted a full review for each one. You can also find my other reviews of movies and streaming TV shows there, including my big fall movie preview, so I invite you to go check that out. I think we got a lot to watch this weekend. That's what I think. Uh, there's no some choices. Are. There are some choices. Although, remember, Shang-Chi is the only one that you have to go to theaters It's to in see. theaters. This is not a hybrid release with Disney Plus like the okay. last few movies have okay. been. I finally got to see Cruella. Did you like it? <laughs> After I waited. I did. It was, it was really good. But that, I kind of am the holdout. I don't want to pay for you it. You didn't want to pay for it, right? Yeah. I haven't seen but it yet, so I'm holding out even more. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> so I have an hour and a half. <laughs> hey, but I heard that Top Gun got pushed back once yes. again. So oh. another shuffling of movie dates. That, that's funny. With the fall movie preview, I noted at the top, look, this could change at any time. Right. And like an hour after I posted it, another movie got moved. And so, yes, oh. uh, Top Gun got moved to Memorial Day next year from Thanksgiving this year. And then Mission Impossible 7, which was going to come out on Memorial Day, got pushed into, uh, I think, November. Of it's next like year, forecasting so. the weather, Grant. I mean, <laughs> things change and fronts move in and out, and you're trying to use models to predict stuff. Yeah. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.